With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Number 99, Warren Kelly. Kelly is on my podcast. Man, it is like a rebranding here, and I'm so glad to finally get you on. How are you, man? What's up, dude? How we doing? Oh, we're doing good. Obviously, uh, some good news. Personally, you know, Queens College Baseball is going to play this year. So as alums, pretty exciting to see, even amidst the pandemic, is it not? That's great. I'm just glad guys are getting back on the field. Um, if you were an athlete, because you were at Queens College Athletics, you were on the baseball team. If you were an athlete in a pandemic, uh, which you basically are through East Coast Strangling Performance, but really playing the game, how would you have approached this, I guess, is my first question. Uh, I guess it was, it was a tough year for these guys. Um, not not a lot of uh, accessibility for fields and equipment and gyms. and um, But I guess if I was a pitcher, I'd get a, some plyo balls. I'd throw them in a mattress up against the wall, or I would try to find some – random gym equipment from my garage, whatever I could do to stay in shape. Now, you run this uh, facility called East Coast Strength and Performance, and you're founder director there, but your heart's still in baseball. In fact, you were just named Access Baseball, A-X-C-E-S-S Baseball, Long Island Top Strength and Conditioning Coach. Uh, well, Coach, congratulations on that. Thanks, man. That means a lot. It's, 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 it comes a lot from our guys. It says a lot about our culture over at the gym. And what culture is that? Like, how have you guys been able to maintain pitchers, uh, players, fitness, strength and conditions uh, through East Coast Strength and Performance? Yeah, so uh, we're connected to a baseball facility. We're in two different suites, but um, my buddy Tyler Levine over at the Arm Academy, uh, he does all the baseball-specific stuff, the pitching. We have all the uh, new technology, the Rapsodo. Um he takes care of all the pitching, all the live at-bats. We integrate the strength and conditioning through that. Uh, we also have some guys in the NFL, which is cool. So it just, it just, we breed culture and competition. It's a great environment. And uh, and I know some of your guys really are back on the field competing now, are they not, in, in college? Yeah, uh, we have close to 45 college athletes. Um, most of them are having seasons except for some of the Ivy League schools. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're rock and rolling. Some of them are ready to start a game. Some of them are starting. So it's great. You know, I was just thinking, because Long Island's starting to become a little more known as a lacrosse team. Yet, town, yet there's so much baseball to go on there, is it not? Are there not? Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of guys that are coming out of Long Island into affiliated baseball and independent baseball. It's been a huge spike 
over the last three years. Um, we have 20 affiliated and uh, independent ball guys in our facility alone. So it's all from Long Island, which is great. You know, we love to see that. It is definitely known for lacrosse, though, that's for sure. Now, you, you are a business owner as well. So how have you been able to, as a business owner, uh, survive in this pandemic and, and with all the gym rules you guys had to do? Yeah, we. so the good thing about our facility is we never really work at full capacity anyway. So uh, we have a small small group training environment where it's like three to one ratio of, of athletes to coach. Um we usually don't have more than 12 to 15 guys in the gym at one time, so it's a, it's a great situation for us. So the capacity limits really haven't affected us. Now, I, men- uh, I mentioned on my last podcast your, your your catchphrase is turning ambition into reality. Hey, Warren, if I remember correctly, you were pretty ambitious as a baseball player. How were you able to how were you able to translate that into what you're doing now? Well. As an athlete, I wasn't really a great baseball player. I was an okay baseball player, but I really took a lot of um, – I really took a huge role in strength and conditioning. I thought it was a, it was really big for me just to become a better athlete, so that made me a good baseball player. I wasn't great, but I went from okay to good just by really digging into the strength and conditioning, which is a huge, huge factor for me. Um, but in terms of business, just – Dealing with tough times. I mean, I'll tell you right now, the pandemic. I mean, losing baseball games, losing is not easy. But if you can learn how to lose and turn turn it into wins, then that'll really translate onto the field. And with Queens College, you guys had a lot of different regimens. Did you sort of implement that in your new? Did you take what you learned there and put it into this business that you have at East Coast Strength and Performance? Of Of course, you learn a lot of stuff. You learn things not to do. You learn things to do. So you just got to pick and choose what you believe is going to work best in your system. When you see these guys, you know, they're, they're, there's been a lot of video over the quarantine time. Uh, I think Strowman was one of them. They showed them still working out in their own homes. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's that mean to you to see that, and how do you sort of inspire your guys to do the same thing? Well, you can see it plays a big role in their lives and their careers. Um, staying healthy is really important. You don't, If you're not healthy, you don't get paid. So uh, that's, they, take, they have a good diet. They have good... Uh, fitness protocol, and they just take care of their bodies. And, uh, you know, I know it's always tough to see these guys go from the facility onto baseball. I know it's a little bit of a bittersweet because you're seeing them go, yet you're going to miss them. What are those, like, farewells like? Because I see them on Instagram all the time. Hey, good luck in Arizona, good luck in Tampa, wherever they might be going. What's that like for you uh, when you see them go on through this facility and onto a team? Yeah, we're lucky enough to see them six months out of the year. So um, being able to put the all the work they put into the gym and into their baseball-specific stuff this offseason, putting it onto the field, is that's great for me. I love to see the finished product. And what have you noticed so far? How have, you, how have they been learning from what you guys have taught them over there uh, on the field so far? So most of our minor leaguers are still here for a few more weeks, but we do have one guy in big league camp, uh, Reese Kinnear, is with the Padres. Um, he's thrown three innings so far. Looks great. Fastballs mid to upper 90s. So he looks sharp. Obviously, this pandemic is now seeing, and what Major League Baseball is doing with the minor leagues is sort of cutting them down. Uh, I'm sure you're also like a vessel of people who want to vent about what's going on. So, how have you guys been, not just there physically, but as an emotional component to these athletes' lives? The gym plays a big role in your mental, your mental strength and your mental capacity. So. Um, 
this it translates very well into the field for these guys. They're tough. They're tough as nails. Uh, obviously, and, and I, I remember those days as well. Uh, Warren, do, do you cover other things alongside baseball in your facility? Uh, like where can what people uh, what can people do there alongside baseball, if you will? Yeah, sure. So our facility is twenty thousand square feet. Um, we control all the strength and conditioning, the nutrition. Uh, we have two of my buddies, Mike and Brian. They're at the Movement Underground. They take care of all the PT, the athletic training side of things, the rehab protocols. Uh, then we have a nutrition store, classic sports nutrition. Uh, we have all the supplements these athletes need to keep them healthy, um, keep them energized, keep them fueled. And then we also have the Arm Academy, which is the baseball side of things. Are there ever times where a guy might not listen to your you know, advice or suggestions or, or even regimen, and, and does that frustrate you when they don't? No, these guys are all bought in. They know they come in the doors knowing exactly what to expect. Um, we sit down, we have initial consults, we tell them what's going to happen, and they're either in or they're out. That's just the way it works. And what is like the, at what point can you tell an athlete really is in to making not only a career, but literally a life choice to make their bodies better moving forward? Uh, I mean, if they're, if they're going from their nutrition is locked down, their sleep's locked down, their hydration is locked down, uh, they're really grinding in the gym, you know right away, you can mm-hmm. tell. I bet. Now, now, Warren, obviously for you, um, it's also March Nutrition Month, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you about as well. Because how vital is nutrition? It's so vital. But for an athlete, I feel like it's, it's a different kind of animal nutrition is than for the regular person. Yeah, of course. Um, nutrition plays probably – nutrition and sleep are two of the biggest roles in, the, uh, in, in all of our athletes' lives, whether it's being hydrated enough, consuming enough calories – and taking enough protein for the day. Like, that, that plays some crucial, they're very crucial elements in their athletes' bodies. But most importantly, the nutrient timing for these guys is important. So if they're going to come into our facility and they're going to spend five hours, whether it's hitting, throwing, lifting, getting treatment, they need to make sure they're fueled for this. Um, so we have, we have meals on site. We have shakes on site. We have everything they need so they can throw these five hours of training and uh, recovery. And I know you're a founder director, so at what point, and when did this start to come back? Because I remember this from a few years ago when you finally branched out. What inspired you to make your own gym? Uh, I was working independently in a few gyms. Uh, obviously love what I do, but I was just, I wasn't fulfilled. And I really wanted to have my own facility, so I just took a jump and uh, landed pretty pretty softly so i'm excited about it have you kept your baseball skills sharp during this whole time as a business owner as well <laughs> not really alex not gonna <laughs> lie to you. i started playing some softball um that's fun too i mean it keeps me engaged in the game a little bit but i obviously i'd rather watch these guys on the field i was gonna say because the matter of fact is everybody had their frustrations this year right with the pandemic nearly a year it's been a year since and whatnot but the end result that you would see is just that made everything worth it, even if it was a pandemic. Like, that kept you going through this, right? Of course. You know, exactly, once you get through these dark times, everything's going to be all right. You know, these guys kept grinding. They put their heads down. They hit some bumpy patches, of course, but that was expected. You know, this, this is tough. This wasn't easy for anybody. But now they're going to be on the field, so everything's coming to light. I got to ask, because I feel like this kind of – you know, conditioning and strength and, and whatnot exercises for people can't be taught on Zoom. 
But did Zoom play a role at all? Was there any virtual conferences? Are there now, um, in addition to in-person? Yeah, uh, during the, the height of the pandemic, we definitely did some Zoom stuff. Um, but eventually some stuff got lifted. We were outside a lot of parks, and we got lucky enough to open our facility in August. So it all worked out. We don't really do much on Zoom. It's not the same experience. Um, but most of our athletes feel comfortable to come into the facility. All right, so I feel like as a member of the a founder of this, you've also got to stay in shape. So what's your regimen that you do to keep up with these guys that are working at their, you know, prime right now to get to get into the field? Like what how do you keep yourself in shape? I got to look the part, right now. <laughs> so, I wake up every morning, um, I head over to the facility around 5 a.m. I work out for an hour and a half, 2 hours. Um, and then I start get on the gym floor right after I eat breakfast around eight o'clock. I don't get off till two, uh, eat lunch, do some back end stuff. And then the high school program starts. Wow. And so what's the age range that you guys are helping out right now? So we have some youth teams that are seven, eight years old. Uh, we also have youth teams that are into high school. Um, we have a ton of high school kids from all over Long Island and then our college group and then our pro group. Uh, are you ever one athlete right now is, He's 34. Are you amazed that these kids, even as young as eight, are like, wow, they're, they really want to get, you know, strengthened now? Like, does that surprise you, the will of an even an eight-year-old? Uh, that's pretty young to get them on a regimen, I, I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to the times. You know, strength and conditioning is playing a bigger role in sports now. Um, there's a lot of different outlying factors, uh, different turfs. People are getting hurt younger. Um, so we got to keep these guys in shape, make sure their injury prevention is really dialed And I was going to say, it, it is interesting to see that some numbers of youth sports is plummeting, and, and, and we've got to fix that trend, don't we? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our role as working with these youth guys is let's keep them healthy, let's get them ready for situations they're going to be in uh, different fields. I mean, you know, playing on some of these fields, uh, they're not great. So, I mean, they can step in holes, but they need to be ready to go. And, and literally bounce right back up. Um, another fear and what not to tackle literally is football. And I don't know if you guys have have a lot of football coverage as well, but the the, the concussion situation there, as a strength and conditioning coach, how do you tackle that? Even as a baseball coach, I mean that can happen too on the baseball field, can it not? Yeah, we don't really see many concussions in baseball, but um, we do have four guys in the NFL, so uh, just making sure that their neck is ready for impact. And we do a lot of neck neck exercises just to make sure that they're ready to get these, these brutal hits. Um, I mean, it's it's not easy. Some of them you can't expect. You know, sometimes you get hit from behind or from the side and you don't know what's coming. So uh, just preparing your body for situations like that is important. Well, and I know you follow stories and, and journeys. And let's talk about Alex Smith for a minute because that guy – almost lost his leg, went back to be an NFL quarterback with the Washington football team. Uh, I called it Alex Smith energy. I mean, that is some will and determination, is it not? Oh, that's unbelievable. What he persevered through is it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. He almost lost his leg. Um, had an infection a few times, I believe. And the fact that he got back on the NFL field is unbelievable. Were you ever nervous playing, or did you not even care? Like, I don't remember how you having serious injury at all, but did that ever weigh on the back of your mind, or you just was like, whatever happens, happens, you I'm playing the game today? Yeah. That's what you don't go out there thinking you're going to hurt Alex, you know? If it happens, it happens. If you enjoy the game that much, then 
you get hurt, you get hurt. But um, if you're prepared, most of the time you're prepared, ready to go, that doesn't happen. Would you say, and obviously strength and conditioning is a huge reason why these guys bounce right back up. I mean, you got a 300-pound lineman on the field, or you've got like a baseball that might, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of athleticism in baseball, too, that once you fall, you got to get back up, and strength and conditioning helps, which is wondering to me, like the, the rise in hamstring injuries and everything, how do those things happen? I feel like we've seen a lot more stories than we should of, of injuries on the field. It's like, how did this happen? You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not here to bash people, but um, some strength and conditioning programs are just not up to protocol, and these guys are getting hurt because their lack of deceleration or their lack of ability to change directions. That's why they get hurt. I mean, I remember a personal note here. I remember when I saw the Mets have to change strength and conditioning. I mean, that is so vital. Um, sometimes I wonder if they should be put first on the baseline during the introductions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Well, that that is a question I was going to ask. Did you ever want to become a professional MOB strength and conditioning coach? Is that a goal? Because you're still fairly young and you've got a lot of world ahead of you. Could you see that in your future? I mean, I wouldn't say no, but I, I really love the situation I'm in. I, I'm around tons of different athletes every day, different sports, and I kind of like that. Um, I'm sure if the opportunity came up, I wouldn't wouldn't say no. You know, you talk about different sports, and I would say, and you would agree, we have such a specialization of sport mentality. It's sickening to me. Why shouldn't someone oh, play multiple sports, right? But do you ever see that in your own gym? Like they're only focused on one thing, and you're like, well, there are other things you can do as well. Do you ever have to? Do you ever find that you need to encourage someone to look at different sports, or is that a natural instinct for these guys? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, specialization in sport is happening way too young. These guys got to get out there, play different sports. It helps with your athleticism. It builds different energy systems. So I definitely think that these guys need to play different sports, oh. especially under 16 for sure, you know. Aaron Judge, I saw a list last year. He played baseball, football, uh, basketball, I think even. And some of these guys have scholarships to multiple, uh, multiple sports. And I'm like, why not try and have that opportunity? Why are we only focused on one thing? You got to think about all the top guys, Steph Curry, uh, and these guys all played multiple sports in college, you know. Now, I know you were playing baseball, but you also played some multiple sports, in maybe even a high school level, But or did was baseball your track? Uh, I ran track and field in high school also. Love that. I was a big fan of that. And, and from all the coaches you've had, I'm sure their wisdom has been poured into this facility. You know, you've, you've utilized that in this East Coast strength and performance, right? Of course. You, like I said, you always find new tools to use and you add them to your toolbox. Um, sometimes you take some out. You know, some, That's just the way it works. And so if people really wanted to get to know more about what you're doing and why you were named top, Long Island's top strength and conditioning by Access Baseball, how can they get in touch with you? They can follow us on Instagram. Uh, East Coast underscore SP is our page. Uh, we, we post a lot of some of the stuff that our guys do in the gym. Um, things that are going on, uh, just some of the fun that we have. So that's that's a good way to come come in touch with us. They can reach us through email. Uh, the email is on the page as well, or they can come check out the facility. So as you know, you, you put me on a regimen too, which I still have to keep up, and, and that really helps. So I would definitely encourage that because when I was on the regimen, 50 push-ups, 50 or 25 push, pull-ups, 50 pull, you know, push-ups, that worked, and I got to get back on that. So this conversation is reminding me of that. 
Yeah, dude, we got to stay on top of it. I've got to ask you, though, because as a rollerblader, I know it strengthens my leg. Is that a good strength and conditioning tool for anybody? Rollerblade? Yeah, rollerblading. Like, what? What's your thought on that? Because to yeah. me, I found my leg really strengthened from the blade itself. Absolutely. I mean, when we were younger, I used to rollerblade everywhere, and I would definitely feel pretty sh- pretty shot in my lower half after. So, I think it's great aerobic work for sure. And how do you make sure these guys are not focused on one part of their body? You know, like sometimes they're obsessed with the the calves, so they're obsessed with the biceps. How do you make sure they're grounded in making sure everything's taken care of? Yeah, I mean, these guys that come in here, Alex, they get a full assessment, and all their programs are built on specifically towards their sport, especially as they get a little more specific with their age. But um, we, we cover everything. Now, has Ability, stability, strength, conditioning, everything. Have you ever visited these guys when they're playing? Do you ever get to road trips to see these guys in action? Yeah, um... I've been out to spring training in both the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League multiple times. Um, I worked with the Long Island Ducks for a little bit, so I would go inside the clubhouse. That was cool. Uh, went on the road with them a few times. It's, it's, I definitely get to see these guys play a lot. I try to get out there as much as I can. You know, I was still kicking at Lou Ford's over there still. I'm like, this guy's amazing. I'll, out of baseball, out of MLB, now on the Ducks and thriving too. Yeah, he, he, that guy can hit. Yeah, he hit a line drive foul ball, which I was bouncing around. And I finally got it, and he was nice enough to sign the ball. So he's got, he's still got a lot in him. And that's the other thing. Do you guys train those who are maybe in their 40s, 50s that still want to be in shape? Like, what's what's that range like? Absolutely, we do with we deal with a lot of uh, rehab. Uh, we have one one of our clients is dealing with a full hip, hip replacement, so we're rehabbing there. Um, we have adults that come in that just want to stay in shape and stay somewhat powerful and athletic so we deal with a lot of different athletes and just populations now you know i've started this thing called adapting internet adapting features so let's talk about that um best practices to adapt and as you said if you're recovering from injury strength and conditioning i mean that's that's an adaptation tool right there absolutely uh strength and conditioning will keep you grounded it'll keep your joints healthy uh, it will keep your heart healthy. It's it's really important, Alex. People don't take enough time into a day just to take 45 to an hour. You get 24 hours a day. you get, you got to take an hour a day. Now, I know you're public with it, so i got to say I'm very proud that you and Janelle are going to have your first kid. Congratulations. Uh, is he going to be strength and conditioning junior? Like, are you going to – is he going to – is he or she going to inspire you to, like, make a, a kid's gym now? <laughs> well, we don't know if it's a he or she yet, so – um, we, whatever this kid wants to do, I'll be very supportive of it. Are you, are you excited or what? I mean, that's, uh, this is huge news for you guys and congratulations. Thanks, dude. I'm pumped, man. I, I love a new challenge. I love chaos. I love being surrounded by chaos. Um, I'm really excited. And you and Janelle go way back to the college days and I just think that helps bring hope to like others that, yeah, you can find love even if they're right next to you, you know? That's right. Yeah, we've known each other for a while. We didn't start dating until after college, but, um, yeah, it's been a great journey with her. And uh, and you guys look like you're having a blast. i got to ask you now, Sam Usual Baseball League, I hope to see you out there this summer should restrictions be lifted. Um, will we see you at the Sam Usual Baseball League? Are you still part of that? Uh, I wasn't part of it last year until the end of the season. I started playing a little bit, and sporadically through the season I played a little bit, but... Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. See how the 
see how the business is going. Sometimes it takes up a lot of my time. So now we're expecting a kid in August. It's going to be tough. And, you know, you mentioned you played last year, and I know a lot of people are wearing masks still on the field. I mean, you got kids still wearing masks. I, I don't know if it's – it's not political to ask you this. Isn't that just counterproductive to wear a mask while playing? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's definitely hard to breathe with a mask on, but the good thing about baseball is you're not really near anybody, so um, you're spread out pretty far, obviously. You know that um, inside we weren't allowed to sit inside the dugouts. We have to sit on the bleachers and spread out, but it, they did a good job. Maybe if I tag Zach Britton, he'll come over and help rehab with you guys, huh? I know he just had a big MRI, and uh, it's just not good news for him. So, And you got a pitching facility yeah. there. Maybe he'll come through. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, Open-door policy, yes. That's awesome. Now, now, talk about baseball for a second. Were you surprised they pulled off what they did last year? And are you surprised they're able to do what they're going to do now with this 162-game year? I mean, it seems far-fetched to say you can't believe it's almost it's going to get done, but there was a little wow to it, wasn't there? It'll definitely get done. Um, I feel bad for these teams, especially in terms of revenue, but it's a must that they get it figured out, so... Uh, just to get fans back in the stands would be great. So it's it's going to be good for baseball this year. You're going to see a good comeback, good spike. Did you ever think, Warren, that you would be dealing with pro teams in this kind of capacity? That's got to be like a dream come true. It's pretty cool. I get to deal with a lot of different organizations and see how different teams run their facilities and how they treat their athletes. So it's definitely interesting for sure. And uh, and one la- and one thing people don't know about you. I've asked a lot of my friends, my guests, on here. One thing that yeah, you're public, yeah, you're out there. But one thing people don't know about you. I feel like I know a lot too because I was in college with you. But maybe there's one thing I don't even know uh, about Warren Kelly. About me? Oh man, that's tough, Alex. I'm pretty open. Uh, I mean, I'm just addicted to coffee and caffeine. That's about it. But. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open. Everyone knows who I am. I, I say it how it is. You really do, and that's that's admirable. Um, do you, I gotta ask you? Do you miss Coach Swinsky? Like, do you miss? He's passed on, but do you miss him? Do you miss what he did to help you guys out? I still do, to an extent. Absolutely, he always had our back, no matter what the situation was. So that was, to me, that's the best trade in anybody that anybody can have. Is just always have their their teammates' backs and their their as a coach, knowing that you're a coach, you can have your back. That's the greatest feeling. So, I mean, I take things I've learned from him and stories I've heard from him. They're still they're still going. So, and we can always you know see at the East Coast strength and performance. But I know you also have done alumni day a couple of times, haven't you, at Queens? Yeah, I I don't I don't know if there was one this year, but um, I didn't I didn't really pay attention to it this year. But I've been there a few times. Um, maybe I'll poke my head in next time they have one. Hopefully later this year when everything is seemingly lifted. So, Warren, I'm so glad I brought you on. Congratulations again. And come back and tell us how things are progressing at East Coast Rangers Performance and with your journey as well. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate you having me on, and we'll definitely get back on in a few months for sure. Sounds awesome. I'm Alex Garrett, where, as you know, we're always adapting.